Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today. Jared Rennick, Senator Jared Rennick, is joining us this morning. You're with Ben Dobbin on Rural Queensland Today. Jared, there is so many problems in this state, um, and the biggest things on the road that you have seen, like and talking to people, look, is trying to get um, better outcomes for people in re- regional Queensland. And, and there would have been no doubt um, when you went to obviously Blackall and, and Charleville and Barcaldine last week, and and you asked a lot of questions. It 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 would have been refreshing to hear some what some of these people are saying. I mean, and they would have been, even though you're based out of Brisbane now, you're a bushy from from born and bred. So the fact is, these are your people. So that would have been quite refreshing for you to get a better feeling for. Now, what happens, like, when you go here and, and you go and see all this, and you take a bow, and we talk with Susan a lot on this show, um, Senator Susan McDonald, it, do, do, you, do you get an opportunity then to actually go back to some of these committees and just explain what is actually going on? And do they listen? Uh, well, look, I get a lot of sympathy from the coalition and especially the Nats and because obviously the Nats are from this region as well. Um, it, it's two different worlds. I mean, and even even um, with some of my colleagues in the, in the city, they don't appreciate. It's the ideology. So I call myself a protectionist. I call myself the last protectionist in the Liberal Party, the original uh, Liberal Party was called the Protectionist Party. The first two Prime Ministers, Barton and Deacon, were both protectionists. And I think we have to have that serious conversation in this country about what's happened over the last 40, 50 years over the privatisation of infrastructure. Now, I'm, I'm an unashamed capitalist, but I call some a capitalist someone that risks their own capital. And that can be whether you're a carpenter, a bricklayer, or a teacher, or a nurse. If you're getting out of bed every day and putting your nose to the grindstone, then I want to help you. Right? So I don't really care what your political ideology is, if you're, you know, it's reward for effort, wealth for toil, if you're putting your nose to the grindstone, that's what matters. Now, what 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 I don't believe in, however, is a free market because, you know, and that's, you know, I don't believe in the same, uh, free market for the same reason I don't believe in fairies in the bottom of the rose garden. Sure. There's only two outcomes in a, in, a, in a market. You're either making money or losing money. So we've got to make sure that the people who get out of bed every day and put their nose to the grindstone are making money. Now, when it comes to infrastructure, that's a monopoly. Right, and we've seen with the banks. We saw it in the GFC. We saw it in COVID. They got bailed out. The banks have still currently got 188 billion dollars of term funding facility that the RBA is lending them at 0.15 percent. They can then repark that in the overnight cash rate and get the overnight cash rate of 3.6 percent. So they're clearing about three and a half percent margin on close to 200 billion dollars, which worked out as out as a seven billion dollar handout per year. And that will last until the end of 2024. So, you know, where these big monopolies uh, are effectively protected by the government, then they're not really risking their own capital. They're risking taxpayers' capital. So I've got a real bugbear with the fact that we have sold out um, so much of our infrastructure. Um, for example, the forestry plantations, when it was sold by Beatty and Bly, was sold for five times earnings. The Port of Brisbane was sold for six times earnings. These, these things are monopolies. Um, and you know, likewise, the Commonwealth Bank, when it was sold, it was sold for $8 billion over three tranches. It now makes $10 billion, and that social licence they were given, where they, where they get to use currency backed by the Australian taxpayer, I mean, effectively, it's their own currency, that we lend to them at, say, 2%, and they lend back to us at 5%. Um, they've got a social licence, and they should honour that social licence. Um, and if they're not prepared to actually do the right thing by the regions, which they're not, then I think we need to look at um, 
basically going back to having a public bank and, and might I add also a state government insurance office or in this case just make it a federal government insurance office because one of the biggest costs of insurance is reinsurance and Australia has to pay the highest reinsurance premiums in the world because we've got such a large landmass. Yeah. Excuse me. <clears throat> and we've got the frog in them throat yet this morning. Um, we've got such a large landmass uh, but a small number of people. So because all the reinsurance is done in the Northern Hemisphere, they charge our local insurance companies a lot, like a very high reinsurance premium. Now, if the federal government was just to have a you know federal government insurance office, uh, similar to the old SDIO, you wouldn't necessarily have to pay that reinsurance premium because the federal government could just reinsure itself. And that would reduce, plus the fact the federal government doesn't have to charge tax on itself. So that is a way, you know, lower tax on itself and no reinsurance premium, it could offer a much cheaper form of insurance. Likewise with banking services, yes, I know a lot of it's done online, but the reality is there's still services you want done at the teller. There's still a lot of farmers uh, who can't you know, necessarily get access to the internet 24 hours a day, so they can't always just do their online banking. It's not that simple in the region. So, you know, I, and I said to the people in there yesterday, the role of the government is actually to serve the people, not regulate them. And I've just seen this uh, change in attitude from the government from being a service industry to a regulation industry, and that's got to change. And the best way to serve the, uh, the people of Australia is to build build infrastructure that provides essential services, and the income from that infrastructure, like the coal train, you know, that used to be owned by the Queensland people, and the freight from that would pay for the loss uh, of the metropolitan trains in the city. Uh, well, the income from things like the coal royalties, the coal trains, etc would then help pay for the schools and hospitals. When we privatise all that, we've lost the form of income that will will help match the cost of running the state and the country. Yeah. Jeez, it's, we're in a mess. Appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much for being with us. I could talk for hours with you. Uh, Jared Rennick, Senator Jared Rennick, thanks so much. And also, mate, um, staying true to yourself and being back out in the bush, I appreciate it. Not every senator no, gets thanks. back out there, mate. And uh, the fact that you are doing that, I know you're born there and it's in your DNA. But it's it's still a, it's still a trip, you know, and it's still time out of your your electorate where you are looking at um, other issues that relate to the state and not just in your own electorate and area. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks very much, Ben. Have a good day. Good on you. We'll take a break. Come back. Rural Queensland today.